Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls, where they're winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Elijah was controversial. Yeah, telling the truth is controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Check out thebuffshow.com for all past interviews, sponsors, and so much more. Follow us on your favorite podcast. In the car, when you plug in your phone, check us out on Amazon, iTunes. You can binge the Buff Show on there. And then also put a voice memo out. You got the voice memo app on your phone? Send us a message. We'll play it on the show. Get your take as well. Welcome to the year 1984, where government has colluded with big tech, the most corrupt uh, candidate and, and politician in U.S. history is sitting in the White House, and everybody's monitoring what you're doing in schools and saying this is the way it should be taught. Everybody is revisionist history on this, and this is absolutely unacceptable. And our Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, has done a great job. When he's asking, when he's talking to reporters here about African-American studies in schools, he found something wrong. There's a reporter asking a question here. I just want to get his first take here. Sure. I mean, I think so, um, you know, as you know, uh, in the state of Florida, our education standards not only don't prevent, but they require teaching black history, all the important things. That's part of our core curriculum. This was a separate course on top of that for advanced placement credit. And the issue is we have guidelines and standards in Florida. Uh, we want education, not indoctrination. All right, he goes on and on about that, but he's absolutely right. We want in education, not indoctrination. And this black history course that he's referring to has some revisionist history in there, but also throws in a little bit of gender studies and uh, let's just shut down all the prisons and let's have a Marxist society. That's not what we want in our school. Is that right? Terry Schilling on the Matt Buff Show, American Principles Project. He's the president. Great to have you back. Thanks so much for having me, man. I, I love coming on. Uh, well, we appreciate you having you on this day, especially when we have all this stuff going on around the country. Winsome Sears uh, just went on Fox News yesterday talking about this. They're trying to make changes in Virginia. We got these changes in Florida. The left is relentless. They want to transform our children in front of our very eyes into little Marxist soldiers that hate white people. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly right. I, I've been reading a lot about what Ron DeSantis did in Florida with this course and, and about this course. And it's incredible, Matt. Like the left is so uh, nefarious and pernicious and just evil and sneaky. This is not an American or an African-American studies program. Uh, what this is, is it's a socialist program. It's a Marxist program. It's meant to indoctrinate our kids. It's riddled with all the things that you don't want your kids to learn or, or, or read about. And the thing, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I, when I was uh, 14 years old, I bought uh, one of Eminem's albums and my dad found it. And he said, I, he said, Terry, this is terrible. I'm not tolerating this in my household. And um, I said, dad, it's just got a few curse words and it. it's just got a little bit in it. And he said, Terry, if I put dog poop 
a little bit of dog poop into a batch of brownies, would you eat it? Well, this is the exact opposite, right? This is a dog turd with little bits of brownie in it, and they're expecting us to eat it. And thank God for Ron DeSantis, right? He's rejecting it. And 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 I just I know I've been talking for a bit. I just want to reiterate what Ron DeSantis did here by standing up to the race baiters and taking this on. He's willing to take slings and arrows to do the right thing. It takes a lot of guts to take on this race movement, um, and he's fearless. So God bless him, and and I hope he keeps fighting because this is exactly the type of political warriors that we need to save this country and save our families. No, yeah, the lamestream media is going in cycles calling him a racist. That's the thing. They know what it is. They know what's in it. They know it's got all these bad things in it. To them, that are good things, gender theory and trans crap and all that stuff. But they say, oh, well, this is African-American study, so you're racist mm -hmm. if you don't allow it. Allow that big pile of crap with a little bit of brownie in it, or we're going to call you racist. And that's what the whole play is here. I don't even know if they care about the uh, material itself. No, and, and they they don't. They they don't want your kids to actually learn about African American history because it would rebut all of their claims, right? Like we fought a civil war over slavery. We 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 passed legislation to get equality for black Americans that have been victims of the Jim Crow South. We've done so much, we've sacrificed so much. 400,000 people were killed uh over slavery to liberate uh the slaves. We've done a lot to rectify this stuff. It's not enough and there's really no uh, ever solving this situation or fully making uh, you know repairs for it. But that's why we have Jesus. That's why we have God, right? We have a redeemer, and it's not the Democratic Party. I'm sick of this slave talk crap. I am uh, reparations and all that. I'm a descendant of slaves. <laughs> You're a descendant of slaves. Anybody who's alive today, at one point or another, their history involves somebody they know being is slave. All right, everybody that we talk to is a descendant of slavery. And here in America, you're talking about something that happened so long ago, nobody alive today even knew a slave, let alone was one. So this whole thing about slavery, reparations, and making people feel bad for something they had nothing to do with, it's going too far. It's really going too far, and people need to stand up and fight back. You know, Matt, I'm with you on that, and I oppose uh, the reparations angle. I do think, though, that there are some things that our government should pay reparations for, like completely annihilating and decimating the black family in America, right? They, We had government policies designed by politicians who wanted to further enslave and take advantage of these people, again, in a legal manner enact government policies and welfare programs that got fathers out of the home that encouraged fathers to abandon their children right like so i'm against you know slavery reparations but i'm all about paying these families and and helping them restore the family in america because these guys they were such victims of such an evil regime to control them and eliminate everything good about life which is your family well, maybe they're starting with that um, in the commercials, the TV commercials. You see all these happy black families. Maybe they're promoting that families do work <laughs> instead yeah. of instead of uh, you know what they're doing. We had um, oh my goodness, Chad O. Jackson on uh, from Uncle Tom Part Two, and he talked about that very thing when he was on the show with us. And that documentary is very good. But Terry, the 
they the Democrat Party especially has gotten the black family to, like you said, separate. They wanted black women to marry the government and hand out all those programs. So instead of payments, maybe just a little bit less. You get five years of welfare. You know what I'm saying? In your life, you get welfare is like credits, maybe divorce them from the government and maybe mm -hmm. focus on the relationships a little bit more in every community. Maybe that'll help and, and put limits on things that they can do that rely on the government. Well, I don't even think it needs to be financial, right? I think that there should be uh, incentives tied to fathers being active, engaged in their uh, active and engaged in their, their children's lives, right? We need to get these fathers back in the home. We need to get them back yeah. involved in their kids' lives. That The number one determinant of whether or not a child is going to be successful or not is whether or not they have a father in the home. Kids with a father in the home are less likely to commit crimes. They reach higher levels of education. They have better careers. They make more money. They're happier people. They're less suicidal. I could go on and on, but it's so boring because of how <laughs> uh, predictable it is, right? Like we already know this. It's so obvious. And ultimately, they want the Democratic Party wanted to create a controllable voting block that just voted however they told them to. Let's switch topics a little bit. That's a great subject. We could spend hours on the family for sure. And I want everybody to check out APP, American Principles Project, online and make sure to follow them. There's a whole bunch of resources on there. But um, you talk about universities a lot. Like Carrie Lake, when it comes to the election in Arizona, she's not rolling over and dying. She's going to take this all the way to the top. Ron DeSantis with education, he's not going to just roll over and die. He's going to take this as far as he can. This machine, I mean, there used to be a time where you'd go to university to learn how to be a doctor and a lawyer or a you know plumber, electrician, all that, without getting all this other stuff jammed down your throat and be creating confusion in your mind this machine of liberalism is all over the college campus now and you can see video after video after video of these guys shutting down free speech and simply falling in line like little marxists mm -hmm. this is not what college was meant to be whatsoever no, 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 no. And, and and by the way, we're requiring college degrees for jobs and careers that absolutely should never uh, require a college degree, right? You have right. to have a college degree to manage a social media account these days. It's a joke. But the reason is very simple. They want to put you into the colleges because that's where they can beat you down and in influence you and really indoctrinate you into their agenda. Imagine if the le think about the, how much money you would have to pay to to buy and take over the entire university system in America. We're talking trillions of dollars that you would have to pay. That's what they have weaponized against us is a trillion dollar industry of higher education. And by the way, those people go on part of why it's so expensive and why it would be worth so much money is because those people are the elites of your society. They're the doctors, they're the broadcasters, they're the industry leaders. It's a total nightmare and we need to fight back against this hard. And Ron DeSantis is doing that. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. What's next for you guys at the American Principles Project? <laughs> What's not next? More like it. Uh, so we no uh, we actually <laughs> we have a new report coming out uh, that we're working on. It should be released in the coming weeks uh, with Pedro Gonzalez. This is uh, basically part two to the Transgender Leviathan, except it covers diversity, inclusion, and equity. Um, so be on the lookout for that and how the federal government's destroying our kids and our education system. Um, but then after that, we're going to be releasing an autopsy of the 2022 elections to find out. Uh, we're going to tell everyone exactly why we lost and what to do going forward. 
forward. And we'll also be on the lookout for the American Principles Project Candidates Guide. We're going to be helping candidates frame the debate and, and, and win their campaigns and elections on the hardest issues to tackle on the campaign trail. Well, a lot of important topics, and that's why we were grateful to, that you could take the time today to come on with us. Last word to you. I don't want Ron DeSantis running for president if it's going to be a fraudulent election. we got to clean this stuff up. I don't want to blow it on a fraud election. So let's clean this up before he runs. How about that? Well, you got to win elections in order to change the system. You got to retake power. So we're going to have to be really creative with how we do this. Uh, look, Florida is the obvious model for for election integrity, right? It's very clear. They counted how many, how many, five million votes um, in the span of just a few hours. It's a very efficient, effective system. Arizona couldn't even count a tenth of those amount of votes. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a fifth of, of those amount of votes in how many days? I think it was like a week and a Two half. Two weeks. It's, yeah. a to, it's a total. It's a total. <laughs> joke. Florida's the model. We need to replicate that across the country. We need to replicate it or we're going to start building walls between us and Georgia. That's what we're going to do, Terry. <laughs> we're going yeah, to go exactly sovereign. Right. We're going to go sovereign here. <laughs> Well, well, you, I mean, it's you say it jokingly, but in reality, you know, politics is the replacement of war, right? It's a civilized right. version of exchanges of power. That's really what this is about. So once you start to break down the political system and when you make elections corrupted and rigged and meaningless, you will start to revert to really bad things. And we have to avoid that, right? Like politics needs to be civil. It needs to be ordered. It needs to be just, and it needs to be, uh, you know, fair and free. Um, and the moment you start doing that, you're talking about really bad stuff happening. No, it's true. Absolutely. But we are grateful to live in a free state of Florida with a governor who is fighting for our kids. I got three kids in school. You know, I have to, I have to pay attention to this and you guys keep up the great work. Terry Schilling, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. Stay with us. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It's great to have you with us. It started in, what, 1950? Oh, my God, the world's going to end. The global warming is killing us all. 1970, 1980, 1990, 2000, 2010. And even today, just recently at the World Economic Forum, you heard Al Gore say the oceans are boiling. I live in Florida, people. Right now, the ocean's cold because of the winter and it'll warm up again for the summer. We have things called seasons. 
And to the left, climate change is no longer an option. It's, it's no longer a discussion. It's something that you have to accept. And if you put, wait, watch, when this interview goes on Facebook, you'll see the little notification that says, click here for info on climate change and why temperatures are changing in your location. You'll see that. We're going to talk to Gregory Wrightstone back on the Matt Buff Show, geologist and the executive director of the CO2 Coalition in Arlington, Virginia. And he's also a best-selling author that just shot up, by the way, on the charts. We're going to talk about that after the World Economic Forum, Greg. It shot up. The book is Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Greg, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know. It, the the book sales just skyrocketed last week. The book's five years old, but the 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 thing that it's is just as timely today is what it was when I wrote it five years ago. Because we look at this long term data. I'm a geologist. Uh, it really hasn't changed much. The facts are still the same. We could add a little fluff to it, but uh, it's still just as relevant today as what it was then. You know, we put these disasters that they're claiming in the context of hundreds and thousands of years to find out that heat waves are actually been in decline. They peaked a hundred years ago. Tornadoes are in large tornadoes are definitely in significant decline. Hurricanes aren't increasing and we'll get it. We'll get to a little bit about sea level and islands being overwhelmed in just a little bit. I've got a fascinating take on that. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure you want to, where you want to start, but John Kerry and, uh, and Al Gore both went on unhinged rants at Davos last week. Yeah, I'm going to show you one from Al Gore because you referenced him specifically in your book. He's probably your greatest salesman, Gregory. <laughs> he, he, he goes out there and says nonsense. Yeah, we, he got the uh, 2022 Inconvenient Facts Sales Award. So uh, he's up for it again this year. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it because he says stuff like this. It's exploding every single day on the earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? People are dying. We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And <laughs> these, these people crack me. I can't help but laugh when I watch the clip because it's just like Chicken Little and the sky is falling. The sky is falling. One billion climate refugees and rain yeah, bombs? What the hell? Yeah, yeah let, 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 let's just let's take that aspect of it. He's wrong on everything he says there. But let's just take a look at these climate refugees. My book I capture, in 2005, the UN claimed that there would be 20 million climate refugees by the year 2010. And they named the most at-risk islands, the Maldives, the Seychelles, or list of five or eight of these island nations that were going to be underwater and you can't live underwater. Uh, well, in 2010, I took a look at the census data from those islands. Each one of the islands' population had increased significantly. People were flocking to these island paradises. They weren't fleeing as climate refugees. And then in 2015, the UN made the same claim. At 20 million by 2020, 2020 came and went. And show me one climate refugee. And if you look, 
The most at-risk island is called the Maldives. It's in the Indian Ocean. Its highest point is about 15 feet above sea level, which, you know, that's not very high. Um, and so they claim it and many of these other islands uh, will be underwater within a decade or more, or in a couple of decades. And that, that kind of makes sense if sea level's rising, except I'm a geologist. 20,000 years ago, the Maldives and these other islands were also just above sea level. In that time, in the last 20,000 years, sea level has risen 400 feet. And yet, these islands remain just above sea level. And that's because of this process called accretion. It's a geologic process where the islands actually grow as sea level rises. But they say, well, yeah, that 400 feet of sea level rise, uh, they didn't go underwater, but that next eight inches that we're going to get by 2100, it's going to put them under. No, it's not. Uh, the other thing we can look at in the Maldives, there are right now some 14 resort complexes being built seaside, many millions of dollars, three airports. Uh, they may be constructed by now, new airports constructed on the Maldives. So these are probably hundreds of millions of dollars of investment equity companies are making, and they're all insured by these major international insurance companies. Insurance companies avoid risk like the plague. Why would they invest their money and insure hundreds of millions of dollars if they think it's going to be underwater in 10 years? I'll tell you, because they know the truth. It ain't. It's not going to be underwater. Uh, you know, again, it's just this geologic process of accretion uh, where these islands keep growing as sea level rise. And sea level is not, the rise is not increasing. What about that boiling thing? Where in the world is the ocean boiling? Well, uh, what, what is boiling? Is it 220? 220? I don't even know what it is. It's 205, 210. Look it up. Yeah. Boiling point. Uh, but but whatever. We need to increase it by about 100. You were close. It's 212. 212, Okay. Uh, that's why I think when in, that's why I'm a geologist, not an engineer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, are ocean temperatures increasing? Yep, they sure are. That's because we got a warming planet. Uh, they've warmed about eight tenths of a degree since 1900. That's uh, not too alarming to me. That we just need alarming. about another. We, we need about another 180 degrees of warming though, but before they start boiling. No, that's just crazy talk. Um, and then, uh, the one thing I did, John Kerry, you might, might have that quote. Uh, he was unhinged too. At the, at the end of what he, he went on this rant and he says, well, uh, most people might think we're crazy tree hugging, left leaning loonies. Uh, and so maybe, maybe John Kerry, I, I think both of us could agree that he was, he was probably right about that, that quote. Yeah, that. We, we could probably get that quote, but I think a lot of people have heard it by now. I don't want to take the time to get it because he said, uh, we, we, we're more like extraterrestrials. We're more like aliens that found this planet in bad disarray and we're the ones trying to fix it. That's the point he was trying to make and it's just ridiculous. And his face uh, is so long and he takes that big giant airplane I mean, they, they take these big uh, private jets to Davos and then they talk about how they're the extraterrestrials. But you need to ride your bike. You <laughs> need to ride your bike. I'm Except okay for Joe Biden, he shouldn't be riding bikes. But yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, this John Kerry thing and and the Al Gore thing that that's how they're what it's marketing, right? They sell books, they do things like that. But I bet your book had a bigger bump than Al Gore's book after that lunatic rant he did. Oh man, I yeah, I tell you what, it went to number one bestseller on, on Amazon last week after that. Uh, three categories, and uh, yeah, just uh, more sales than that, and it's been in two years. And again, it's timely. And I'm working on my second book now, and. This second book is really uh, the first book laid out the lies, basically it gave you the facts. I it wasn't political at all. This next book, I'm, I'm dealing somewhat of the same material, uh, but I'm looking at, at how the earth and its ecosystems and humanity are benefiting from modest warming and increased CO2. By almost every metric we look at, ecosystems are thriving and prospering because of modest warming and increasing CO2. We should celebrate um, these benefits that are accruing to, to humanity and the human condition. Uh, it's, I, I call it the biggest untold story of the, of the early 21st century is this prospering of the earth and the human condition thriving. And it's because of climate change. Um, there's so many things. You, it, it's really interesting and fun to go through this because just about every metric we look at, warming and more CO2 is benefiting us. Just, I mean, 15 to 20 times as many people die due to cold-related deaths as heat-related deaths. 15 to 20 more people. So what does that tell you? Global warming saves lives, right? <laughs> That's if, right. You're going to save all those cold-related deaths. Uh, people's heads explode. Uh, we, we put a, I'm looking to put up another billboard in, uh, Salt Lake city, uh, hopefully in the next month or two. Uh, the first one we put on the Pennsylvania turnpike, 40,000 cars went by it. It was a picture of a woman resting comfortably on a pillow in bed. And, and it was, it, all it said was sleep. Well, there is no climate crisis. Heads were exploding as people. <laughs> you can't, you can't say that. Well, yeah, we can. And we did. Uh, yeah. so yeah, that's the left for you. Can't talk about vaccines. Can't talk about climate change. Can't talk about abortion just because we're wrong on all these things. And if you try to argue it, then we're going to lose and it makes us look bad. And we leave, lose donors and we lose funding and the people don't trust us to run their lives anymore. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm right now I'm in the middle of, uh, we're writing a detailed comment, uh, on the fifth national climate assessment, which is a radical alarmist, uh, rag that they put out every four years. And it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's been fun going through it or be, I'm working with, uh, Dr. Richard Linson and Dr. William Happer. Uh, the, the three of us are working on this. Uh, it's really fun going through and just documenting the lies that they're proposing. They're claiming extreme, uh, mega drought in the Southwest of the United States. That's unprecedented on the scale of 2,500 years. You know what? The drought is gone today. So I'll be able to put that in there. There is no more. Oh, really? You know, the droughts, the the drought is basically gone. uh, The Southwest drought, Lake Mead and Lake Powell. uh, I'm just working on that right now. Those lakes are really low, but it's not because of drought or reduced water. It's because of huge amounts and increasing amounts of water that are being needed by Las Vegas and Phoenix and the other cities that drain water out of these. If you go, I, I looked at 
the inflow upstream at Lee's Ferry and found that the water flow today is, it fluctuates, of course, but there, there's been no noted decline over time of the input into the lake. So what's that tell you? There's more going out than coming in. There's more drainage of the strategic petroleum reserve than there is of that stuff. What project are you working on and how that project you're just talking about, how can people find that? Well, we'll be submitting that. It will be at the CO2 coalition website. That'll be CO2 coalition.org. You'll find a lot of, a lot of, we have other comments we made there on ESG. Uh, We filed an amicus brief recently in support of a, uh, a lawsuit from in the Louisiana. It was Louisiana versus Biden. Uh, we filed an amicus brief there. Uh, we've got another amicus. We're, we're, we're getting more involved. We provide the science to dispute these harmful, economically destructive things that they're doing. Um, it appears they want to bring America to its knees. Yeah. And we're because we provide the science, uh, we try and stay out of the politics. It's hard to with this subject matter, but we believe that a scientific, I believe that science will win the day in this argument. Uh, uh, my colleagues, some of them with other groups disagree with me. They say it's all about the economics. Uh, as a scientist, though, I can, I like to say, okay, they're lying to you. This is what they're, that's, that, this is what they're telling you. And this is what the science, the facts and the data tell us. Um, and so that's my job as a scientist to expose, expose these climate lives. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today and talking about this after the whole world economic forum thing is done in Davos and congratulations on the book sales and keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Gregory Wrightstone, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Sounds good. Keep your eyes open to the truth. We'll be back on the map up show. You stay with us. Has your heater busted, computer crashed, appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW, and they came out and fixed it right away. Get your free quote today. Call or go to ARWHome.com now. Yes, I see what's going on out there. Rising crime rates, 2,300 children go missing daily in the United States alone, criminals out, no cash bail, and theft at an all-time high. The police, they do a great job, but they can't be everywhere at once. I don't live in fear, but I will not be an easy target either. And I believe that every second matters. I protect myself, my loved ones, and my property with Red Defender products. They carry the best brands of self-defense products like Blackhawk, Elite Edge, Taser, and many others. I feel better knowing I'm protected when I go off jogging or out with the girls. It's better to have a stun gun and not use it than to need a stun gun and not have it. My kids have pull pin alarms on their backpacks, and we have home protection, chargers, and flashlights from Red Defender products. No great issues here. Do we go around living in fear? Absolutely not. Because we have taken steps to protect ourselves, we live with confidence. At reddefendersproducts.com, you can see bestsellers, free shipping options, and they serve all 50 states, as well as American Samoa, Washington, D.C., Guam, Marshall Islands, Northern Marina Islands, Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands. 
You don't have to live in fear, but you don't have to be an easy target either. Visit www.reddefenderproducts.com today. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, live music. Tomorrow, it's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It's great to have you with us. You know, if the left had its way, every kid in America would be wearing a mask, required vaccination, and they would be all sheep falling in line to Marxist ideology. There's a group out there that's putting a stop to that. That's Moms for Liberty. And we're going to head up to Madison County, Mississippi right now with Lindsay Beckham on the Matt Buff Show. She's the chapter chair for Madison County. Lindsay, great to have you on the show. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Well, you have a personal story, but first, how did you get into Moms for Liberty? Well, you know, we, a bunch of parents started showing up at school board meetings when the pandemic started, and we were showing up to fight mask mandates and vaccine mandates. And we came out of the pandemic with a whole new world and a whole bunch more things to fight that we realized that we needed to be fighting against. And so, Um, We hit the ground running and we haven't let up since. Well, it turns out, surprisingly to most people, Mississippi was one of six states that did not have a religious exemption. That's pretty surprising coming from Mississippi. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's very surprising, especially living in the Bible Belt and being in the South. You would automatically assume that we would be one of the states that would recognize Um, religious liberty and religious exemptions when it comes to medical decisions um, and medical freedom. But that has just not been the case here in Mississippi. And so that's really how I got involved. Um, Back in 2017, I have a vaccine injured son and trying to get exemptions for my children. I got involved with Mississippi Parents for Vaccine Rights. And that's something that we are still heavily fighting at the legislature and at the Capitol Um, especially right now during our legislative session, just trying to get those religious exemptions and that medical freedom for our children here in Mississippi. Um, You have a story about a vaccine injury. Right. So my son was born in the the very end of 2016. Um, His twins, boy-girl twins. Um, My husband passed away um, from heart-related issues exactly two months before my twins were born. And um, the twins did great when they were born. Their, their hearts were, were good. Their brains were good. We, I'd been seeing a maternal fetal medicine specialist. Everything was visualized on ultrasound. They did great. They never had to go to the NICU. We went home after two days, um, like you normally would after you have a baby. 
um, at our two month checkup, that's when things started to go, go south. So we had our two month vaccines and within 24 hours, my son was just lethargic. He was running high fevers and we went back to the doctor. He had an ear infection. Um, we went home, we got better. And then we went back for our four month checkup and four month vaccines. And at that appointment, he had a hole in his heart so loud that you could hear the murmur just by putting your ear to his chest. And so we were at Children's Hospital the next morning um, for echocardiogram. And he ended up having open heart surgery at five months old. Um, I didn't put it all together at that point. But after our 18 month vaccines, um, which he ended up getting more than normal because he was on a delayed schedule from the open heart surgery. So he ended up um, the daycare called me one day shortly after 18 month vaccines and his scrotum was really red and swollen. And we were afraid that he might have a testicular torsion. So we rushed to the emergency room because um, that's when the testes are twisted and it can cut off blood supply and it can cause you'd be sterile later on in life. So we rushed to the emergency room. He, we found out he had holes in the bottom on both sides of his stomach, which were called hydrocils. So we had another surgery to correct those holes. And when I started to put look at things and look at the dates and the times, it was very obvious that something in vaccines was basically eating holes through my baby's body. Um, and it, after that, of course, I knew from the way that he reacted after those 18 month shots and the extra shots to catch him up um, because of the delayed schedule. I knew that he would eventually be on the spectrum. And we did get an autism diagnosis um, last September. So he, we are working our way through that, but thankfully he's doing really well. He started kindergarten this year. Um, but, you know, I got medical exemptions for my children because of his autism diagnosis. Um, but, you know, we're still fighting for all other children in Mississippi who don't have medical exemptions. So when you started hearing talk of vaccine mandates and mass mandates and stuff, you sprung into action because Absolutely. you've been through this. Absolutely. We started showing up at school board meetings to you know, fight against those mandates and, pro and protest against those mandates. And then we just came away with this, not this, all this new knowledge of all these other things that are, that are happening in our public school system that we as parents are just not okay with. So you have some victories to talk about too, because this has been a hard fought battle in a lot of places where we talk to chapter chairs around the country. A lot of places are blue cities that have very little chance. Right. I will say it's, it's been a blessing um, to be, from Mississippi, where I feel like we are able to get through to some of our legislators and and to talk to people and to let them know what's going on and, and to have some people that we feel like are, are fighting with us or, or that are in our corner. Um, we did actually serve our local school board in Madison County with letters of intent to file claims against their surety bonds. Um, and they about two hours after we served them with that notice, they removed all COVID policies um, immediately and permanently. So wow. that was a big victory. We also were able to take them a, a list of books that we found in our school libraries that were very inappropriate, not definitely not meant for children, explicit and obscene in content. And after about four months 
of them having that list and doing nothing, I actually read from one of the books at a school board meeting and that kind of went viral on social media and got their attention. It caused them to finally put a committee together to review these books. And 10 of those 22 books are now behind a wall and can only be checked out with parental consent. Wow, that is just fantastic. You're on the ground working hard with, alongside other parents and you're getting this done. You're actually seeing good results. We are we are doing you know as much as we possibly can as parents. I'm I'm very impressed with some of our legislators this year that are that are working with us. We have bills that are being submitted um, for library content, um, for obscene explicit material. We, ha we have bills that are being submitted, um, parental rights, women's rights, um, bills to protect Title IX. Um, we, our legislators are really working with us um, this, this session, and we are excited about all that we hope to accomplish. How much influence do you think Governor DeSantis has on some, on like your state legislators when he is bold enough to take on the school curriculum like he has been lately with his woke act, stop woke act, woke act and all the other things he's talking about, uh, specific critical race theory issues that we're dealing with here. How impactful do you think that's been for states like Mississippi? I think it's huge. I think it is it is very impactful. Um, our governor, Governor Tate Reeves, we saw him you know, shut our country down and we saw him enforce these mandates. But then I think he's taken a long look at what Governor DeSantis has done in Florida. And I feel like any Republican governor should take a really long, hard look at that because he has laid out a blueprint for governors, Republican governors across the country that should be followed. We are, I mean, Florida has seen such terrific results. And I think it would be silly for any Republican governor not to look at what he's doing and kind of want to mimic that. Now, that's fantastic. And it's good for all people, too. We're blessed to live in Florida because Governor DeSantis has been fantastic. But just like the first three months of this uh, pandemic nonsense, he was falling in line too, going, oh my goodness, maybe we should lock down. But it didn't take him long and others to see, you know what, this is protect the elderly kind of thing. And this has nothing to do with our children. Very, very little to do with our children. And going back to what we first talked about, you've seen uh, this personally with your son with a vaccine, not this one. I want to make that clear. This is something else that he had an adverse reaction to. But as you look around and see these reports about young people falling down with heart issues, you can relate to this on a personal level. Right. I can. And it is absolutely terrifying. I will say that we passed legislation last um, last year around this time um, that would not allow COVID-19 vaccine mandates in the state of Mississippi. So I was really proud that we were able to do that. And so this year we're coming back even harder and saying, okay, now you don't want adults to be forced to take a vaccine. So let's, let's do the same for our children. Let's give him, let's give our children those same rights. Last word to you. What are you working on? Yes. Next you've accomplished so much, much, and it's been fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, we're still, we're working hard. Like I said, we're working with our legislators. We want parental rights bill passed this session. We hope that we get a bathroom bill passed this session that would keep transgender children um, you go into the bathroom based on their biological genitalia. Um, it's not okay with us as parents that a boy that feels like a girl one day is able to use the same restroom as, our, our, as my daughters. That's not okay with us. We hope to get legislation passed 
um, for women's rights and, and to protect Title IX in our school system and athletics. Um, we hope to, to just see uh, our legislators come together and just work for the greater good for our children in our public school system. School choice is a huge thing. I just left the Capitol um, for, I was at a school choice rally for school choice week this morning. And it was, we were cold out there, but you know what, we've got to show up because if we don't show up, then our children won't have anything to show up for because there won't be any freedoms left. So we as parents have to continue to fight because it's just so important for our children and their future. You don't really think about how you're losing your freedom until you have to put legislation in place to keep boys out of girls' bathrooms and to keep boys off of girls' sports teams. Can you believe we're here? <laughs> I really can't. I really, really can't. But I will say one great thing that I think COVID did was wake some people up. It, it woke some parents up. I, I trusted my schools. I trusted that everything that was going on in school was for my children to, to, to better them. I did not realize the indoctrination, um, the critical race theory, social emotional learning, all these things that sound good. The names and titles of these things sound great. But when you really get down and look at it, it they're just tools that they are using to indoctrinate our children. And so it's not just fighting for my children. I'm fighting for all children because these this is the future of our country. This is who will be running our country in the next generation. So it's just it's, it's so so important. So important. It certainly is. If you want to join the fight in Madison County, Mississippi or wherever you live, Go to momsforliberty.org. There's a map. There's a location. You can get in touch with a chapter chair. Become a chapter chair. There's always work to be done. And as Lindsay just said, it's about all our children and it's about the freedom of our future. The, and it's just unbelievable how we have to talk about these things, but they got to be done. And we have to put this legislation in, in place. Lindsay, great job. Keep up the great work. It's been our pleasure having you on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. That will do it for this edition of the Matt Buff Show. You stay smart out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>